Hello, and welcome to the Digital Marketing Campfire, where we sit down with marketing experts from every corner of the industry to discuss marketing tips, tactics, and trends. Today, we're speaking with Don Lupo, who's had a long career doing marketing work for little brands like Honda, Sony, Wells Fargo, Nestle, and the list goes on. He's now the executive director of Think LA. Don is passionate about helping brands find their voice, focus their marketing efforts, and avoid distractions in their content strategy. There's so much value in this episode, so get comfortable and get ready to take some notes. The Digital Marketing Campfire is brought to you by VideoFresh. VideoFresh makes premium video production easier than ever for brand marketers. Learn more at videofresh.co. Don Lupo has had an impressive career in marketing with some of the world's top brands. He knows the power that brand voice can have to resonate with customers and affect the bottom line. He also knows the danger of brands getting distracted with every new marketing technology that comes along, sometimes called shiny object syndrome. As you'll hear, he doesn't believe that brands need to be on every marketing or social platform. He believes that brands need to be very selective about where they use their voice, and they need to be intentional and consistent with crafting that voice to reach their audience in an authentic way. Thank you so much for uh, being on the Digital Marketing Campfire. I'm so excited to talk to you today about all kinds of things, brand voice, how to improve your processes, all kinds of fun stuff. So to start, when did you first develop an interest in marketing? Uh, You know, I was probably when I was a kid because uh, I actually stayed home sick from school a lot and um, watched a lot of TV and fell in love with commercials. And I could probably still sing a jingle from The Gap from like 1972 but um, I just loved the stories and I liked the visuals and the music and, and that really kind of stuck with me. You know, I, I went to college for journalism, but all of that marketing stuff really, really stayed with me and I was so happy to be able to get into advertising. So you knew pr- from a pretty young age that you would be uh, interested in getting into advertising? Uh, something creative. I would, I would phrase it that way. It's probably more general, you know, other than, you know, being seven and wanting to be a stuntman. I knew it was going to be something creative and... Um, eventually got into the web and the internet and digital production. And then advertising was just this natural progression. That's awesome. And um, do you have any piece of professional advice that someone gave you that just really stuck with you uh, through the years? You know, I don't know that it was anything anybody specifically said to me, but it was probably more things I've heard. And it, it was it was really simple. It was, we're all in this together. And I think when you're, especially when you're working on a team or a creative team at an agency, doesn't matter if it's a creative or account or anybody else, it, it really is this feeling of collaboration and making sure that everybody is supported and everybody can do their best work and everybody has the freedom to think clearly and have the bandwidth to get the work done properly. And, and remember that at the end of the day, we're, we're, we all just want to do our best work and make a living and go home. I love that. And I know that today you're involved with Think LA and you've in the past had uh, a vast career working in marketing in all kinds of capacities with all these big brands. Today, what kind of gets you up in the morning? What really uh, keeps you excited and enthusiastic about the world of marketing, um, the professional world in general? Uh, you know, it's really, uh, it's probably a few things, but I'd say if I had to boil it down, it's the chance to help people and a chance to be creative. And that creativity can be, how do we help our members? How do we advance the industry in Los Angeles? How do we make things better for people in our industry? How can we better educate them and give them opportunities to connect? I also love going to work because I work with an incredible team of professionals who give it absolutely 100% every single day. 
That's fantastic. And I want to definitely circle back on Think LA at the end and learn more about all the awesome things you are doing there. But I want to start with something you're very passionate about, which is helping brands find their voice. Um, something you've been doing for uh, a long time now. And what is a brand voice? How should people think about a brand voice? Do you think that is ever uh, misunderstood? I think brand voice is definitely misunderstood by a lot of brands. And I think by a lot of people as well. But, you know, brand voice is that distinct personality that a brand takes on in all of its communication. You know, think think of it like you're at a party and there are celebrities there and you're talking with Meryl Streep and Ryan Reynolds and Don Cheadle and Aquafina. You, you can't say that any of them have the same personality. They all have the, a different perspective, a different voice, a different sense of humor. Think of that as brand voice. You know, you see that come out in strategy documents and planning decks by the brilliant planning people in our industry. And, you know, those personas, all that research then helps inform the brand about the audience, but it also helps define the brand voice. Is it helpful and fun? Is it authoritative but snarky? Is it determined and confident? You know, you wouldn't say that Apple and Nike and Honda all have the same brand voice and feel. It's exactly that. It's doing the research to determine what you want that, the attitude you want expressed in communications. So do you find that sometimes brands will be inconsistent with their voice because they're trying to maybe appeal to too many different audiences and so they, they, they can't really pick a lane, so to speak, with their brand voice or what's your experience? Um, it's kind of like the Rush song, you know, if you, if you choose not to decide, you've still made a choice. If you haven't determined your brand voice, it's just going to come across as either bland or disingenuous. And then that translates into brands that try to be everywhere all the time to everyone. You know, they haven't done the research to determine where their audience is and the best vehicles or platforms to get their message across. So so you can extrapolate that brand voice visually and obviously, you know, verbally and however else you want to do it. But are you where your audience is and are you expressing the authentic brand voice that you want to reflect? So let's say that someone is managing a brand, maybe they're an internal brand marketer and they feel like maybe their brand does have a bit of an identity crisis. They're not quite sure what their voice is. Um, they seem to be expressing multiple voices. How do you figure out the right voice? Like what what's the decision making process? Well, agencies and brand consultants have a process. Some will call it brand soul. Some will call it something else. And it, it's an in-depth process where you're really bringing the key stakeholders into the same room or over the same Zoom call and asking them very pointed questions and very difficult questions and walking them down that road. And it may start as simply as, you know, imagine your brand as a person and you meet them in an elevator in New York. What do they look like? Who are they? What do they sound like? What topics did they discuss? How do they approach other people? Even, you know, what are they wearing? And then really delve deep into the origins of the brand and your business goals and all of that. Obviously, that's very important. But to determine brand voice and to bring out brand authenticity, you really need to very carefully analyze who your brand is. You know, if I said to you, well, Nike, of course, Nike's fun and wacky. You'd be like, that's not Nike. Nike's confident and goal driven. And well, exactly. That's interesting. Are there any sort of uh, litmus tests or way of gauging whether a brand has a consistent voice? Like what are, are there some red flags that a brand can have that sort of show that their brand voice is not landing or that it's not uh, self-consistent, anything like that? 
other than sales <laughs> because it's going to be mostly sales and it's going to be the interaction of consumers across whatever, wherever channels they're on. Um, you can always tell when a brand is being authentic. The thing is, especially I think with recent generations of consumers, they know when they're being marketed to and they're okay with that. They're very, very astute, but they also know very quickly when they're being marketed to in an inauthentic way. And I think the most prominent example, especially in, in you know the recent couple of years, is you know uh, some brand has the rainbow square, the black square on their social media platform, and you know this is it. We're supporting social justice, and they do absolutely nothing else because especially younger consumers will do their research, and that's a good thing to do. But that inauthenticity, I suppose. Um, will reflect in engagement with consumers across those platforms. And then it's going to reflect in sales and be like, well, you know, we keep putting these messages out. How come nobody's buying our product? Interesting. I think the authenticity is so true. And speaking of sending those messages out to a younger audience, every month, it seems like there's a new shiny object in the form of a social media platform or a marketing technology um, it seems like more and more there's there's more opportunity to leverage these technologies and there's more things to be distracted by as well as a marketer. So do you think brands should prioritize being on every platform, having a presence everywhere? Or do you think that it's more about getting specific and um, selecting the right platforms to be on? I think that inexperienced brands will take the shotgun approach. Um, hey, I, I hear that the kids are you know, on TikTok. We should be on TikTok. I think we should be on whatever platform you can think of. Uh, we should be on Snapchat. We should be on Facebook. We should be on Twitter. We should be wherever. If your audience isn't there, you're spinning your wheels. You're wasting your time. You're wasting bandwidth and money when you should determine, do pay the money to do the research, have one of these brilliant strategists. And I mean that literally take a look at where your audience is and then make sure your brand voice is adapted appropriately on that platform. I won't name specific platforms, but I know for Think LA, we are not on every platform because our audience isn't there. They may dabble, they may have fun uh, on a particular platform, but they're not there consistently. So we know the platforms where our audience is. We know where to speak to them, how to speak with them, how to get them engaged. And we just let the others fall by the wayside because it, it's not worth our time. I think that's great. I mean, I think that there is kind of this street wisdom in the marketing world that it's important to have a presence on every platform. Um, do you agree with that? I mean, do you think that even just having, making sure the account's there, There's maybe there's some posts downstream from some other platforms, you're not really spending a lot of strategy or, or energy on those platforms? Or do you, would you say just, just don't even worry about that? Again, I believe it depends on the brand. I'll give you an example. An auto manufacturer may say, wow, we've really got great interaction across these platforms and we can take Instagram stories and we can really do these cool pieces that we have found do engage our audience. We can be on Snapchat and get people to sit in their automobile and say whatever. Um, so again, it depends on the brand. It depends on the audience they're, they're targeting. And it depends on what their brand strategy is and their business goals. And it may end up that they need to be on every platform. I would imagine large corporations need to be almost everywhere. So, I mean, do you think there's any other shiny objects to be aware of other than social media platforms? Are there any other, you know, marketing technologies that you see brands getting distracted by and losing sight of the, um, the big objectives? I thought it would fade after a while, but I, I still hear of brands who say, you know what? We need an app. You don't need an app. You do not need a mobile app. It seems that the overall attitude of some brands, which may not be as experienced in the digital space, 
may feel that they need an app because that then puts them on everybody's device and they can always engage. It's the same thing. You don't need an app because while they think they need this shiny thing, they also don't understand that it's a lot of time and it's more than that, it's a lot of money to get it right. Even just to do it is a lot of money, but to get it right costs even more. And I have found in my experience that a lot of brands aren't willing to pay for a few key things, whether it's an app or a website or anything in terms of digital marketing, they're not willing to pay for the people behind it. They're not willing to pay for the time for something like user interface design or app development or even strategy and planning. And those are the key things that they really need to do before anybody really, you know, touches a keyboard to build whatever it is they think they need. So in terms of uh, the technology and when to use the right technology, it sounds like what you're saying is sometimes people want to use the technology and then work backwards for sort of figuring out how to use that. But you're saying they need to start with the fundamentals and then see what technology that leads them to uh, use. And so, yeah, do you have any other examples of um, other than an app, any other any other shiny objects that you want to add to that? I think that brands need to do their homework and they need to have the strategy in place. And again, strategists and planners are going to be your best friend when it comes to determining these things. It's worth the investment. When you finally decide which shiny thing is going to be appropriate and is going to be good for your brand, will help build your brand and engage with your audience, then you need to make another investment and that's user interface design and user experience research and all of that. So it could be a mobile app, it could be a Snapchat filter, it could be whatever it is. Some are easy, some are you know far more complicated, obviously. But do the research, do the homework and see if your audience will appreciate it, see if it will help your brand and help you achieve your business goals before you put more money than you think it's going to cost into the development of that. Focus on your brand voice and your messaging and being of value to your your consumer. I'm I'm curious what research would you recommend to inform those decisions? Where should someone says I I think that's a, I think you're right. I need to do more research to to figure that out. What kind of research should they do? It could be it could be ethnographic research, it could be focus groups, it could be anything that's going to get you more information. I really feel that again, in my experience, you see a lot of brands who think they need something that they don't. And what they're not doing is is focusing on consumer empathy. We are all consumers, even though we're in advertising. And use an old saying, you know, it's hard to drain the swamp when you're up to your neck in alligators. When you're building a brand and you're marketing a brand and you're trying to hit your business business goals and get people engaged and do all that, it's hard to understand your product or your service from the consumer's point of view. That's why it makes sense to bring in agencies or marketing firms to determine what needs to be done and to help you get that across. Because if you're on the client side, it's really hard to see what you might need other than I need to hit this goal by October. It pays to bring in the agencies and the marketers and the researchers to determine what is going to be best for your brand. Because you may not always know and you won't be able to see it. How many times have you gone to a website and you're like, I really want to give them my money, but this interface won't let me do that. I can't figure out how to buy this thing. It's in my cart. I know I can get it. I just can't figure out the, the interface. Something as simple as that, all the way to social media implementation. Do you think that enough brands understand their customer, understand their journey, have enough empathy? And if not, how do you think that brands can really inform themselves to their customers on a deeper level, develop more more empathy and things like that? 
You know, I, I read something over the past couple of years where it said that some majority of companies ask for customer feedback. You know, you do those surveys after you've made a purchase and they rarely look at them. I don't know how true that is. I would hope that's not true. I would say go out and be your own customer. If you're selling a widget, go out and try to buy that widget. Go out and, and buy that widget and use it. Call the customer service line. You know, you, you hear about secret shoppers. I'd say be your own secret shopper. Call, email customer service, get on the live chat, do all that. Do everything a consumer would do and try to clear your mind of your own expectations. And I think they'll be surprised. I love that. Yeah, it reminds me of that show Undercover Boss, but you're going to be like an undercover customer of your own uh, business. I think that's a fantastic idea. We were just talking about that on a previous podcast about how many marketers haven't traversed the journey themselves that they're putting their customers through and they don't know where the sticking points are. They haven't done it. So it's all it's it's a simple thing to do that doesn't doesn't take a whole lot of time. And who, who knows what insights you're going to get from doing that. And so what can can marketers do to be more customer centric? Anything else they can do to really make sure that they have that strong feedback loop as they're testing things, as they're trying things? I'd say be genuine in your curiosity. It's very easy to manipulate data to prove a preconceived idea when you really need to listen to people. Again, I'll give you an example with ThinkLA. I know everybody on the staff has tried to sign up as a member to make sure that our, our membership process is accurate. Uh, when I was at agencies, we would try to sign up on the website or use the app or even contact the customer service line to make sure that we are truly empathetic to the consumer and that the data we were getting was genuine. But I think in terms of brands, they need to be serious about the feedback they're getting. It's not just, okay, we ran a survey, check, we've gotten 100,000 responses, check, okay, well, we're just going to keep doing what we were doing. Be genuine and be willing to be self-reflective and really be open to change. And say, you know what, what we've been doing has not been working and we're not getting the customer feedback we want and our customers feel very differently than we would like them to feel. So I think I think being genuine, authentic is, is going to go a long way on a lot of levels for brands. I love that. Tell me about Think LA that you're involved with. What is the mission? What is your involvement? And and who should who should think about getting involved? Gosh, uh, where to start? You know, ThinkLA has been around for about 100 years. We used to be three separate organizations in Los Angeles. And about, I'm going to say about 17, 18 years ago, they got together and said, we should just combine our efforts. Our mission is to connect, educate, and inspire the Los Angeles advertising, marketing, and media community. We focus very clearly on education, on networking, and bringing people together in terms of the connection. We do a lot in terms of diversity and inclusion. We have our DIG committee, Diversity, Inclusion, and Gender, so that we can really help ensure that voices are heard, that people have a seat at the table, and that we all work to make that a longer table so that everybody has the opportunity. We are comprised of, uh, I'd say, mostly agencies. So they'd be our corporate members. We also have hundreds of professional members, and then we have um, student and educator discounts as well. But it really is this community. If you ask people what they think when they think, think LA, they'll say community and they'll say connection. It's been challenging for us, as it has been for everyone over the past 18 months with COVID. But, um, you know, when you do 50 live events a year, that can be a little difficult. But we've we've made great effort and we've had great success in bringing people together, whether it was a diversity town hall, whether it was one of our marketing breakfasts, even whether it was our award show, which we just had recently. We really try to bring people together and make sure they have the tools they need to succeed. 
I love that. What excites you about the future of Think LA? And is there anything new or anything that uh, just you're looking forward to? You know, if we're not coming up with new things, we're not doing our job because we want to stay relevant and we want to make sure that there's value for the membership dollar. And I'd like to get to a point where somebody who's a member is talking to somebody who's not and saying, why are you not a member? Look at the value you're getting. Look at the connections you could have. Look at the skills your team could have by going to Think LA professional development courses, for example. I'd like to see us get to that point. And uh, again, it, it's our job to provide what people want for their membership dollar and for the community. We want to make sure we are promoting the community because Los Angeles is just an incredible place of creativity and smart business people in our industry. But we also want to evolve and we want to make sure that we are keeping an eye on that and making sure we adapt and grow so that we can help other people adapt and grow and succeed. One final question. Is there anything else you'd like to add of value? Any other message for the marketing community that is uh, listening to this podcast right now that you want to leave them with? Sure. Join Think LA because it will benefit you personally in your career. It will benefit your agency, your marketing company, or your media company. But being part of this community will not just help you, it will help the advertising industry and it'll help keep us strong. And, and we will look to you for your guidance and for your contribution to help keep this community strong. Well, Don, that's a great place to end. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing so many insights with us and uh, wishing you nothing but the best in the future. Thank you, and the same to you. Thanks for having me. The Digital Marketing Campfire is brought to you by VideoFresh. VideoFresh makes premium video production easier than ever for brand marketers. Their experienced team of video production professionals guides you through every project with energy, inspiration, and enthusiasm. The VideoFresh team handles script writing, casting, location booking, filming, and editing for all of your video production needs, all through a first-of-its-kind flat-rate subscription model, so you never have to wait for a quote again. Every video is gorgeously produced, and they dig deep to ensure that every video crushes your KPIs every time. They also have a perfect video guarantee. If you aren't completely satisfied with the project for any reason, they will keep working on it for free until you love every frame. Learn more at videofresh.co.